What's up, Hawklings? Today, for you, we have an awesome episode with a talented and very popular melodic dubstep producer by the name of Nurko. He's joining us today. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, guys. And as always, my name is Tony. And hello, everybody. My name is Sean. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. And we are just making our way into season three of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Hawk. And with a just all-star cast uh, to start off the season, um, of course, we have to have the boy Nurko on. Um, he just announced the new EP, Arrival, and has a U.S. tour coming up. And we want to hear if there's any secrets about the tour. Any secrets? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about it for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, uh, secrets, um, I am working on kind of um, some – it's a way to make it not just DJing. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to do some – I'm going to be doing some actual like production stuff um, as well on the tour, um, assuming everything like works out properly. But um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely leave it up to interpretation, but yeah, I definitely want to do some cool, some cool live music stuff at the same time. That's That's cool. Yeah. Are we talking like instruments, like a guitar or like a drum pad or we yeah, don't want to I, specify too much? Or is it like modulator? Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 it, I don't have like, it's my first, this is my first like full tour. So um, I don't know if I have the, the uh, enough to do like, you know, what like Elenium and Dabin do when they have like a whole production team with like all this like um, pianos and stuff. So I'm probably going to just stick with um, either like a MIDI keyboard and a drum pad or either or like switch switch to um, whichever. Might not be able to do both at the same time, but we'll see. Hopefully I can, but. Is this your first time trying to do something like this? Yeah, this is my first time um, extending it from just DJing and I like all my um, with my EP, I um, the engineer that I work with, like after he's, um, you know, after he masters and stuff, um, the audio engineer, he um, I asked him to just send me like the drums separate and like, so it's like that way I can like have make it so I can actually play it live and stuff. It's pretty interesting because uh, when I see live instruments or live things like that, I think, what? How does it work technically when you know you have drum pads or like someone's mixing live on Ableton or something on stage? And I'm wondering, like, how is it? Like, what's the behind the technology to those things? Like, Elenium plays like the whole he has his whole drum pad and you know Dabin plays um instruments on his stage said this guy has his grand piano yeah yeah i mean it's definitely a lot trickier than just like plugging your usb in and djing um it definitely helps to have a professional team with you that like like 
I don't know if they're considered audio engineers, but they like when I toured with Dab and he had like, you know, like when when the when we do like sound check, um, all we're really doing is like making sure the USB is working. Like if you're just like DJing, and so it's like not even really necessary to always even go to sound check. But like when you're doing like live stuff, like Dabin, for example, I went to his sound check and it's just like checking levels and like making sure the guitar sounds right and like it took takes takes like a few hours it seems like or maybe maybe just like an hour but um so i'm still learning it myself since i probably just like kind of i have to just kind of do it every all by myself so i'm still learning it it's just a lot of routing and a lot of um stuff like that um but it shouldn't be too hard uh, technology is always hard a lot of yeah. people didn't know what zoom was and now everybody's on it so oh <laughs> uh, yeah i know i know i mean it's a lot of um trial and error. yeah so it's, <laughs> it's a it's a lot of trial and error um just to make sure that it it works but just requires like rehearsals and stuff like that you got to practice it um but it won't be like every show on the tour like for example um with I'm doing the back to back with Crystal Skies and stuff. Um, that'll just be a normal DJ set and stuff. So we're still figuring it all out, but it yeah. should be should be fun. That makes sense. And you don't even start touring like your official tour in March, right? Yeah, yeah. Like right now I'm I'm just doing like here and there support shows for like virtual riot. And then like um I have like a headline show in Philly, but that's not really part of the the tour quite yet so um yeah it's um it's not um i have time to like you know practice and make uh a a whole new set that i can play live and when i'm gonna take stuff out when i'm gonna not take stuff out that's good i wish i was better at guitar though but unfortunately i'm pretty basic so i wouldn't be going up there like dabbing and just like shredding or anything yeah, Davin definitely just locked down uh, that like live kind yeah, of yeah. feel for it, where like he just like can tell like a part's coming up where he just starts like ripping it, and you're yeah, like, yeah, you're like, it's... well, that one that's sick, and two, like I would never thought of that. Yeah, exactly. It was it's really cool to watch. It was, it was very inspiring because I like to, when I toured with him this year. Um, and that's kind of what like was part of what inspired me to, you know, just go further than just DJing. Yeah, so, like, I mean, going off, like, your music, you've had, um, you know, you're kind of an I want original melodic music. I've seen you release on No Copyright Sounds years ago. Um, and you also released on Suicide uh, Sheep six years ago. Um, how did that come about? Uh, like the older stuff, like going on like Suicide Sheep? Like yeah. The, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like when I was, I was still kind of like, that was a while ago. So I was still, I was still kind of finding my sound and still kind of experimenting. Um, but, you know, I, I put out like some like, just like chill melodic music, a lot different than my stuff is now. But um uh, I just kind of remember um, I put one track out and it got like support on 
on I think uh, Chill Nation or something. Yeah, it got support on Chill Nation, and I, that was just for me like submitting it on YouTube, like their um, what's it called? Their like uh, portal thing, or you just I think they have like a submission email, and then from there uh, I got like my first like manager, um, and he was like he knew he was friends with um the guys at Suicide Sheep, um, so he kind of made that happen, um, but yeah. A lot different than my music now but that's all that's what it's all about finding kind of experimenting to find your sound i mean yeah that that's true i mean some people um like uh i know a craze right now he blew up with his song this year do it to it and before that he was all jersey club and dubstep like two basically two years ago before that song came out and i'm like Wow, Every, so much has changed. Like you can change your genres up like so much yeah. from something old, and then like be someone different. Yeah, yeah. Do it to it. That is that like uh, was that like a tech house song? That's like the lean with it, rock with it. Oh, oh. Uh, Zed did the mashup with the Squid Game theme song at EDC. Gotcha. I thought that. See, I didn't know that. I thought Zed made that drop because uh, I'm not really – I don't really listen to a lot of the, the tech house stuff. I'm still kind of a rookie with that stuff. I thought, like, Zed made that drop, but, okay, so it was uh, A-Craze. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, that's dope. That that, that whole that, – that drop is is cool. Yeah. Got to hear it, like, over 20 times at Ember Shores. That was sick. <laughs> Yeah, they they <laughs> they like uh mashed it with like dubstep songs, right? Oh wait, yeah, Barely Alive I think did one with it. Yeah, so there's yeah. a Barely Alive one, and then like some like other one that's like some random SoundCloud edit that like people were playing, where it's like and it gets like way more like bass housey, like it almost sounds like a jazz like re- like edit. Yeah, the funny thing is that song is like a '90s like isn't that like a '90s kind of yeah art r&b song uh i forget what i forget when that was released but did they get like permission to use that or i I have no idea because i'm like i'm wondering that same thing like this this song blows up and i'm wondering if legal troubles will come in but yeah they probably are um the label is probably just taking a percentage like the the major i'm sure it was a, a major label that released that song back in the day like capital or something um it was, it was dim franchise boys dim, dim franchise, franchise boys <laughs> yeah. so i don't know i mean maybe it's yeah. by so so death recordings i don't know if that's the oh, same wow. as most death um no because i think um he, I think this guy was like a very small artist and he blew up out of nowhere. I literally saw him like at 4B's ultra pre-party, like playing dubstep before this song, like even released like two years before the song even released. I'm like the, like the turnaround is so different. That's why I was like, Oh, like, you know, people turn around genres all the time. Like a lot of, dubstep producers like 
playing out drum and bass. And I mean, I feel like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's, it's part of the process. So a lot of people, you know, it's, it's exploring genres is, is always, it's always fun to do even to, even to this day, like just to get yourself out of that, uh, kind of like, if you're ever in like a rut and or something creatively, it's good to kind of just mess around with another genre and just like for fun and see what happens. Yeah, no, that's, I understand that. Uh, Tony, you got the next question. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the Nerco project's been around for a long time. Um, your songs, you know, they utilize a lot of like, they almost sound like classical piano stuff. Like, did you learn piano growing up? Like, did you learn any instruments growing up or was like Ableton your first thing? Uh, No. So, I mean, I started out with um, drums. Uh, You know, I, I, my, uh, my dad and his kind of side of the family is a big kind of musical um, family. So I grew up like hearing him play guitar. And so like, I just picked up the drums and ended up taking lessons for a while. Um, and, you know, so I got my drums from there. And then um, I then I started taking piano lessons. Um, and that that was with this, like, classical pianist uh, sh- where she's, like, really strict on, like, you know, if you're, like, sitting wrong, she'll, like, stop you. Or if you're, like, uh, fingers aren't moving the right way. Um, I obviously was doing that up until, you know, COVID happened. And then, um, like in 2000, up till like 2020, cause that's when it like all went to shit. But, um, yeah, so I probably would still be doing it now cause you know, it's, it's cool stuff. She's teaches, but she's an older lady. So she doesn't really want to take the risk, unfortunately. I think I, I'm like, <laughs> trying to rec- recollect my thoughts because i was like oh i definitely took piano lessons before too oh, yeah. and like it was this old lady trying to teach me and this was for like a band like years ago i'm like trying to learn the keys but i'm not so good like i'm terrible at like typing on a computer and mm-hmm. like it's i don't know if like playing an instrument's like riding a bike at all but you know it's like a guitar or like you have you know a lot of it's it's you know you have someone teaching you these things and then like you or you learn yourself like on youtube nowadays yeah yeah um so like are the new generations probably going to be learning so much through youtube just playing instruments yeah i mean it's it's unfortunately like I'm like when I stopped taking lessons, my my like skill for piano like dropped significantly because of just like the guidance that she kind of provided and like questions that I would have during the week. Um, so it's definitely good to kind of like take lessons if you can. I'm trying to like relearn the stuff on you like YouTube and stuff, but like something about it, something about like a piano teacher just sitting next to you, like honing in on like all the details as much as it was like a pain in the ass. Like it did help. 
but now like but like you said with like riding a bike um now if i like try and do something uh that i like like play a song that i learned like a year ago i might not like remember it but i'll notice like my muscle memory like kind of comes back so it kind of it definitely is like kind of riding a bike it's like hmm. you learn it kind of quicker even though you like forgot some stuff and then you relearn at like when you're older, like 10 years later, like, Oh, I know how to do this again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you relearn it. And even though you're like relearning it, it comes a lot faster and something. To, uh, I remember learning about that stuff. Cause actually in college, I actually was a cognitive science major. Unfortunately did absolutely nothing with that. We all come from the best of, <laughs> of, um, majors or minors yeah i was a music double major so at least i like did some kind of music in college i think tony tony's dabbled with producing before oh nice college no i'm just kidding i don't know <laughs> no i made a song on garage band like 10 years ago and it was terrible there's <laughs> oh, not that's a lot I mean... of words that rhyme with more that like fit into a rap song for a 12 year old <laughs> i mean that's where I started GarageBand, um, you know, like uh, before, you know, because like everyone, like every Mac comes with it. Yeah. And so you, you like open it for the first time and you're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just like put a bunch of snares in a row for like a minute. And you're just like <laughs> sitting there bobbing your head. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I started. I was just like, whoa, what is this? Played, uh, I was trying to like, I would try and play like uh, guitar, uh, like guitar solos not like at, on the guitar like on the piano oh yeah and it would like enter it in as guitar yeah yeah like that introducing like virtual instruments for the first time yeah that stuff was crazy that was my best buy day my best buy music center days oh uh, yeah best buy music center <laughs> my mom would just drop me off there and leave me just be occupied yeah I remember I would see it up at like Apple stores too, GarageBand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would like leave it up to be like, so hopefully somebody will like walk by and be like, whoa, we'll, we'll be here this. I think my only experience at GarageBand was like a class we did and um, we had to like score a scene of a movie. And I did one of the scenes from Space Jam. And we had to recreate like all the sounds of the animated characters. It was so much work. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, like it's, yeah, like movie sound, like sounds from like movies and then soundtracks themselves. Like, I don't know how people like that do it. <laughs> like, how do you just get all these sounds and just like for like, action movies and then just make it sound so realistic even though it's like cgi explosion oh yeah i, I know that's like um that's a whole nother ball game those are just very talented sound design guys like i know like uh skrillex actually made sounds for uh transformers uh, that's pretty cool <laughs> the michael bay movies ah oh, man it's like explosions everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff is awesome. I wouldn't say that's where I, I'm not. I'm, I don't have quite the knowledge to do like all those crazy transformer sounds, 
but I don't know, maybe one day. Uh, they did. I mean, the metallic I mean, kind of bass sound. You're opening for Virtual Riot. I mean, just hang out with him and ask him. <laughs> I yeah, no, I I we we hang out. Um, he kind of explained how like I was just like how how did you like because like m- if I'm trying to learn sounds, I'll like go on YouTube and watch tutorials of like people like Virtual Riot and um, I asked him. I was like, how did you? But how did you? learn it because there's not really there's not really any um youtube uh videos um and he's just like yeah i just kind of like turned things for hours and learned what they did i was like yeah jesus man like that's that's insane that's dedication yeah like i got yeah i can sit there and just like for like days and just play with it i would be so bored and like move on to doing something yeah. else. yeah <laughs> it, it definitely it's definitely a different kind of like there's like producing like melodic stuff like me and like you know elenium um and then there's like the guys like the the dubstep guys like virtual riot and you know of course skrillex and company and stuff like who like are so good at sound design but it, it requires like a certain kind of like I feel like you have to be a certain type of person to like be able to just sit there for like two hours on one sound and and make it sound so good. I just get like bored and like want to like just like make the song. But I don't know. They're they're really talented. It's crazy. That's true. I give them all props for that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, me too. I mean, they've been like part of the reason why producing music just like everybody's so into the lab and you know making sure that their tunes are so finely like you know they're just so i'm trying to find the word for this they have a definite point they're crisp yeah i think that is a good word for it yeah yeah the whole yeah exactly it's like the production game is the bar is pretty high but like for you though in your opinion who do you think that's been like playing the biggest role in producing you know the melodic dubstep like it has been in the past like five six years Um, and you could say lenium because you know he's he's did he did lead a lot of the current um artists to where they are today too yeah yeah it's definitely would be people like elenium um you know because like um i i was making a little bit more like chill melodic stuff before i'm kind of where i am now and yeah elenium definitely played a part of kind of inspiring that um but then i'm sure i'm sure elenium would also agree like seven lions um is another one who's kind of just like pioneering this genre obviously he's like the the pioneer of melodic kind of dubstep um so seven lions and then definitely like skrillex's melodic stuff also play a big part of inspiration hmm. i would say those are like my top three interesting well that's yeah yeah good. well it's cool that like you know you get to play on like Elenium like red rock support shows and like go to mexico and like all this stuff when like these people, you know, 
really helped like you know help you find the sounds that you have now that like it's really blowing up and people are really like holy crap Nerco sound design is crazy and then you're like i'm really not doing anything that crazy guys and everyone's like we love your stuff <laughs> um, yeah yeah and then like also like you know you release in with ophelia and stuff like that or i the tour is through ophelia correct oh uh, no not this one this is um it was the pre the pat the last tour was um yeah i mean i've I haven't played um no Ophelia has I, I'm hoping to do some uh shows for Ophelia but unfortunately like the like I had one um but it, it fell on the same day as a show on my tour but we're hoping to get some some more Ophelia shows oh then I'm just mixing something up in my head my bad scratch that I think it's proximity yeah, because I'm looking at the poster is the um, yeah yeah proximity is helping with this Toria. Yeah. That's what I, that's the logo I see. It's like oh that's proximity's that's logo at the bottom of the poster. My bad. I don't know what I'm ever talking about. Don't listen to me. But, <laughs> it's uh, okay, Tony. It's all good. But I always think it's cool when people get to like do stuff with the people that like you know make them want to sit in their room like in the dark. At, 2 a.m. in the morning and like work on random sounds and songs and shit and like you know really want to do the thing and then they get to work with them so i think that shit's always super cool to hear about yeah yeah definitely um yeah it's the it's it's cool to kind of like you know get support from your biggest um kind of inspirations um for sure so that brings me to my next question um you know Nerco is pretty big at this point now. Um, you know, maybe six years ago, Suicide Sheep knew it. Maybe some of us knew it, but now we definitely know it. Um, what do you think you would want to say if there was, if you were listening to yourself on this like six years ago, and you you were a big fan of Nerco and you like wanted to make music like Nerco? What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them the keep um keep exploring sounds keep exploring genres and just remember to just have fun because at the end of the day that's kind of what this is all about um once you start doing it for like a job it like even though technically it is it's it you don't really have as much fun it gets a little stressful so i would say if i was like looking if it was six years ago and i was looking into nerco now i would definitely just recommend to you know watch as many tutorials as you can from 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 uh artists that you look up to for example like virtual riot for like sound design stuff and then like just like keep learning keep learning and keep listening to the artists that inspire you and uh yeah just have fun well nerco jr remember just have fun and eventually one day you'll have your own headlining us tour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a little bit more to it than just having <laughs> fun, but yeah. Um, I would say that those are like the, the, in a nutshell kind of points. Yeah. I think they're good points. Sean, you got a question for our man here? Yeah. So I want to transition. Like you've just been like talking about producing music um your ep that's coming out well 
yeah, we'll just talk about your EP. How um, I see that you have some a song with Crystal Skies uh, coming up on the fourth, the second single for the EP, um, and you know, just talk about your EP. Give us like you have any other details you want to drop about that, um, mm-hmm. and talk about this Crystal Sky song. Um, is it going through proximity as well? Yeah, yeah, this is going to be with Proximity. Um, he kind of, uh, Blake from Proximity, um, kind of really has been helping me out um, the past year and a half. Um, so we're kind of just like releasing with him, with his label there. Um, because he's, a lot of the top lines and vocals that I've worked with um, wouldn't have, he's helped, you know, like, pay for if I couldn't pay for it and, and all that good stuff. But um, in terms of the EP, yeah, it's, um, I'm really excited about it. It's like my first EP. And it was also the first time that I kind of like spoke about the story of Nerco and like what it represents and kind of like what the logo is. Um, just because, you know, it's it's um, kind of arbitrary if you don't really know um, what this like random seven lines are in this logo <laughs> but um yeah this is like so it's like the the ep is like the start of the story i would say the origin story of nerco i like that is yeah it like, yeah so is it like telling us like the listener like how you know what to expect from your sound going forward is this like a story like that yeah, that's part of it, definitely. Um, and in terms of in, t- in terms of my sound, yeah, definitely, I'm I'm working on like honing in on the sound that I currently have, but also like expanding to like just a natural part of the, being an artist. Is over time, you'll you'll start to get kind of tired of of this doing the same thing, so you might change stuff up a little bit. But I'm definitely planning to stick to this sound that i have right now and i I see that you did post something you know like a little reflection and the story part one on your instagram um a phenomenon occurs uh, as an influx event identified pillar like comments land on each continent of the world it's kind of like yeah it is kind of like your arrival you're you're coming here and like you know you're introducing yourself and that's like it's an awesome concept and just the art behind these like the album is incredible i think it's probably some of the best album art i've like most most realistic yeah, album yeah. Art i've seen i know yeah i like i like the uh art a lot it's it's really cool um yeah i mean i definitely wanted to tell the story a little bit uh, and and it's only going to expand from here this is just like we didn't want to give every single detail just on the from the beginning of the story but yeah um i also kind of wanted to in this post i did about the story i didn't want it to come off that like i'm arriving like it's not really me that's Mm, arriving yeah it's it's like the these like kind of comets that are representing like um representing the music in a sense because um a lot of people have reached out and said like you know uh your music has helped me from 
help me during this difficult time, you know, all that stuff. And that's kind of like a big part of why I wanted to make this kind of music to like help people. And so the um, comets kind of arriving represents that in the sense that the, you know, we're, we're in this weird time right now. Things aren't really with this pandemic and stuff. things aren't great. Um, but music is something that's universal and everybody can enjoy it. So um, in a nutshell, that's like part of the story there. I'm also like really bad at explaining the story. That's why like I had to like write it and like get help from people on my team and stuff because I'm like really bad at it. Oh, no, you're good. I, I get help at work all the time. So yeah, yeah. So I have a question. So is the so is your logo supposed to be like those comets, um, but just like vertical compared to like diagonal on the arrival yeah, EPR? Yeah. Yeah, it's like um from far like if you look at it um from far away, it's it's like one comet, but it's also like the seven lines kind of represent the seven continents of like the earth. Um yes, in a in a nutshell, that's like what it what it is and also it's like a teardrop but we it's kind of a little bit all over the place teardrop comet um <laughs> it, i definitely it. get uh some skrillex inspiration <laughs> yeah uh, i do see like the um how skrillex has the three lines yeah yeah i mean it's um, just lines i mean he doesn't have he doesn't have complete ownership over lines you're good um, yeah i mean ironically cool that you like him and so like oh yeah yeah um, but yeah, actually, ironically, I didn't really get an inspiration from the Skrillex logo here. That's I, maybe I did subconsciously. But that's what I was. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, did you like? Have you realized that yet, or did I kind of just like? No, you were the first. That was like the little bit. <laughs> yeah, you were like the first person to say that. But now that you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I mean, I think those. it's really cool. I actually think like after you explained it and like I'm comparing it with the uh, with the EP art, like I think it actually is really cool. So. Um, I'm oh, not thanks. just saying yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. It's a uh, yeah, I, I like it. I used to have a bird logo, but then this kind of is a little bit more unique. Well, that's what I thought. So I took a photo when you're playing at Ember Shores, and I posted it, and it was like really dark, and it was the purple and like uh, like dark blue visuals, and this was the logo on the stage, and I. Like remember posting and I was like, I thought like he had like a way different logo than this. I don't know. Maybe this is something new. So like get making a lot of realizations right now that I didn't know I needed to make. Huh. Yeah, yeah. The the bird logo was the first kind of logo. And then I think it was like two years ago or something. We like switched to the this teardrop with this kind of story to make it a little That's bit more cool. u- unique yeah we we get a lot of artists on here that you know they always talk about how they're you know in the development stage or you know one day they really want to create this world with their music you know because that's such like a big part of the scene now with you know seven lions has like you know like futuristic sci-fi like lord of the Rings space castles all over his like album art uh Alinium's really taking a strong direction with like the fire and all of that and the rebirth. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's cool to like have someone on and that like has figured out what they want theirs to be 
and like they're in the process of a, of like rolling it out. Yeah, we definitely have the the kind of meeting and all that down. Um, it's just a matter of how to kind of explain it without like having too many words and stuff. Um, some people get bored and don't feel like reading like a novel. Yeah, I mean, it's also about how you present it. Like, what if you like you did like a little like visual, like pretty PowerPoint, like with different like. <laughs> Yeah, kinda, yeah. I don't know. I'm not on the team, but I like how you described it though as a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love PowerPoints. And here's yeah, yeah. this, you know. Yeah, it's like a e like an electronic Eric Carle book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be cool doing like a little lecture of the with a PowerPoint. Yeah. I'll wear I can wear like a teach like a suit to be like a teacher. <laughs> But like have decks in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> like don't play any music though. Just like you're just talking on the mic. Yeah. And I'll just put like effects on the mic to make my voice like cool and trippy and all like that. Like Bruce Buffer. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we've been talking about a lot of new stuff, a lot of new music. Very exciting. Very pumped for it. Can't wait to hear it. Um, but I do have a question about some old stuff. Um, so you have a remix of a Halsey song and you have a remix of a Sean Mendes song. What huh. was the process of doing that? Did you kind of just dig the songs and you just made like an unofficial remix or did you reach out and were any of them official? Um, um, so yeah, uh, the, the, the Halsey one was not official at all. That was just like a random like bootleg. We're just me and a uh, miles away heard it, and it was like a new song um, at the time without me. It like just came out, and then we just made the remix with it, like two days because like you know when you're like a upcoming artist, you want to get like your remix up as soon as possible just because so many people want will are doing the same thing, um, and so yeah, we 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 bootlegged it we just like got the acapella and all that so it's not official um but we did get support from like proximity and trap nation and that they their their youtube is so big that the major labels kind of like allow them to like upload it but they have to just like i think they get like paid or something i don't know um but yeah so that one was like an unofficial and then the sean mendez one is also unofficial but they um let us like they like let us remix it and they're like okay with it but so they like set the stems and all that but like he's such a big pop artist that like i didn't think i don't think they really wanted any remixes for it like to be on streaming platforms yeah i mean it gets like way complicated then because they already probably have these like crazy like extenuating contracts yeah he's one he's like He's like essentially as big as like Justin Bieber, right? Sean Mendes, um, so. something like. I mean, I mean, he's up. He's up I'll, there. I'll ride for my boy JB for a long time. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not. He's not Justin Bieber, but I know he has I mean, like a he has a song with him. I think I'd or, say he's like like there's Justin Bieber, then there's Harry Styles, and then he's and then there's Sean Mendes, and like. I would say Ed Sheeran's like a little bit below Sean Mendez now. Okay, yeah. 
but they're still like he's still huge like he's still like you know uh he has a whole like he's like a pop icon so like definitely they didn't, they didn't want some electronic music producer and showing like coming up on spotify like some lo- some loser like me oh come on no. <laughs> just a, well, only just positive self-talk here no, no i was just joking um but <laughs> but like um yeah when you're at that stage at that at that um you know at that level you're you're essentially just like a in their eyes like a money machine it seems like um so you know that's it's it's tricky with um those remixes but they were nice enough to give us the the stems for it yeah that's super cool i mean they i mean they must have like checked out some of your stuff to approve that they don't they probably didn't just approve like every email that got sent to them like that so yeah that's you know. um it was actually through uh blake proximity he um was the one that got it all handled uh well they have like such crazy weird great connections it's like super it's like crazy them and brownies lemonade i feel like are both... oh, proximity yeah well brownies lemonade and proximity i feel like they both have these like random affiliations that i see them like co-sponsor stuff with sometimes yeah yeah no they're he's well prox yeah proximity is a huge person in the industry he just works a lot behind the scenes like you don't really know what he's doing but like yeah it's he's he's a he's definitely a powerhouse when in the music industry yeah proximity has been around for like longer than youtube's been around (laughs) yeah basically um and i remember that because i'm like yeah i remember just listening to that just the logo in the middle and like just so mesmerized by like all the like just the music like each soundtrack that they would release and like just watching the middle pop at the drop i'm like that's why is that so cool to me (laughs) as like i'm 15 or 14 years old yeah like just discovering this yeah yeah i know i remember back in the day too proximity coming up like base was it like base nation or our chill nation would have like the audio levels like come out of their logo like you know what you've got me i'm like hooked on just looking at this stuff yeah yeah it's it's cool how's um so you've worked with proximity for a while even before your um ep yeah yeah pretty much every once we uh we released with them the first song i think was breathe without but then we released elsewhere um but then after i played the um Speaking of brownies and lemonade, the uh, digital mirage um, proximity was just like, let's just. I, I want to take. I want to have Nurko be like a priority artist here, and like just take him on if you guys are up for it. Um, and you know the stuff he provided to us was really cool, and and he's like part of my team now. Um, and yeah, since then we've just released with him and or proximity with them, and they're doing a lot they're really really um helpful for 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 me and and my project like they're they're on board they they believe in it so that's what's important that's what's important you know yeah as long as like you have that support system you know like yeah they got my back no matter what yeah exactly they'll they'll like 
they'll do anything um to make the music kind of succeed um versus like some other labels where they just like release with everybody and you know they don't really they just like obviously proximity has other artists and stuff but like um some other labels like they'll put out like a new song every day from like a a different artist and it almost like promotes the label more than the artist itself yeah um and i like i remember like i said before you worked with no copyright sounds and i remember like and i saw in like a stream of tim the tap man and like he used like one of the no copyright sounds i'm like and then it just like blew up because it's like you can all you can use this in whatever thing because it's no copyright and like songs like that just like blew up and it made the label even stronger yeah yeah um yeah no exactly uh no copyright sounds is another they're great they're they've been also around for quite a while um but yeah i think the no copyright sounds just unfortunately had to take down their like biggest video or biggest upload yeah with uh they they actually released um alan walker's uh f- fade uh faded yeah oh yeah oh, i remember hearing about that yeah they released it as fade and this was before they got like the singer and stuff but i guess they unfortunately had to like take it down for because it probably actually was copyright at this point i don't know but well it defeats that, the purpose now <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know i don't really know the details but i remember that song going up on no copyright sounds back in the day i remember the marshmallow remix that was one of, that's very far down in my soundcloud likes oh i didn't know marshmallow remix that yeah it was actually pretty i don't know people people hate on me in my friend group but not i don't think marshmallow is like the worst oh yeah no, yeah I, I, he's he's a, he pioneered a whole sound really I think that's why he blew up so much. It's like that poppy, like, kind of... It's like Toontown dubstep. Toontown dubstep. Yeah. it's uh, when, he, when he kind of blew up, he was doing something that was different than what I've heard. Um, and it was I remember, crazy production. Yeah, everyone started to try and sound like him and stuff, and that always means that you're kind of you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're probably going to be winding down a bit because we're reaching close to an hour with you. Um, So let's, um, what are your, who are your favorite uh, melodic producers right now to listen to? Um, I mean, just melodic, like kind of like my, or or any producer. Um, And then this is more in terms of electronic music, right? Um, Um, it can be under a wide range of umbrella. You can give multiple, uh, multiple categories. All right. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I love, obviously I love everything Millennium's doing. Um, Seven Lions, Jason Ross, all the guys, you know, all the big kind of melodic dubstep guys, um, on Ophelia, um, everything they're doing is really cool. Um, I love, uh, I love Woolies. What his his like melodic stuff as well as his dubstep, 
um, is really impressive. And then, yeah, I mean, in terms of like non really melodic stuff, uh, or just like not really this kind of genre, um, you know, I like, um, I, I love Skrillex. I love Knife Party. Back in the day, they're all their 2012 stuff, um, and like Space Laces, all the all those guys, Zomboy. Um, and then in terms of like just like not melodic stuff, I I mean I, I'm a big like I mean n- not electronic. I'm a big uh, fan of like Black Sabbath back in the 70s. I'm not. I was obviously I wasn't alive then, but I still enjoyed. <laughs> I still enjoyed listening to it. Um, them and like the Beatles and uh, Metallica, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I, I could go on and on. I mean, like I I just love music. I mean, there's like a library for anyone who yeah wants to listen. To be honest, yeah. Like I'll I'll find I'll discover an artist randomly and then just be like on a kick with them for a while and then i'll like find somebody else yeah and i'm like i'm like that with my girlfriend though like i make electronic music playlists for her and like girlfriend this is what's popping right now here you go i need to catch her up on like like the latest stuff and then i have her listen to that one like before we go to a big festival oh nice nice yeah 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 no i mean that's that's cool that's that's there's always new music always even like not necessarily new but there's always stuff to discover whether it was like 10 years ago and could be still a new song to somebody else Mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh my girlfriend's not really big she's actually not a huge like electronic music fan she's more like a rock girl and stuff um but she like she likes it and there's there's she doesn't not like it it's just not like her favorite. What do you think of festivals that have like, like a Firefly? What do you think of festivals that have rock bands when like electronic music and rappers like multi-genre festivals, like a Coachella maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're cool. Um, they're definitely like Coachella's is is a super fun festival. I've never been myself, but like, you know, it's cool to like see like electronic artists, but also see like rock artists and like rap artists um and just like not stick to one genre or one like realm i think it's pretty cool nice yeah i mean i was asking that because like uh, you know the whole genre thing i'm like oh it's i was like wondering how people like feel about these kind of festivals because you know you have your obvious all electronic music all rap festivals all rock festivals it the list goes on yeah like that new one that just got announced i forget the when we were young festival oh yeah that's like blew up (laughs) but uh no electronic music people there yeah tony you got the next question yeah so i figured we could do uh, a couple rapid fire questions um and then sean can ask you our parting question um so first one on the list is um do you have a favorite song of yours that you've made you're not supposed to have a favorite child i know the rules but is there one like maybe even off the new ep where you're like just keep coming back to it and you're like damn this is fire it really popped 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I, just, I don't like have one favorite. Um, there's like, I guess like I, I would say like, I really like the drop of Better Off Lonely. Um, and then I like If It Isn't You because like that's kind of where I first discovered this like sound, I guess. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I'll like have that song be my favorite and then I'll like ha have another one be my favorite like two weeks later. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of tough. That's fine. I think that's definitely a fair answer. I mean, you you have to be like always thinking of like old stuff and new stuff that you've done and like like did I do this like beat pattern with the with these drums like before? I gotta go yeah. like, double check. Yeah, yeah. That's that's happened before actually. Oh, I like, bet. Yeah, I'd be playing this melody up. and then I'd be like, oh, damn it, I already did this melody. You're like, oh, it sounds so good. But I mean, that's how you get better. So, yeah. All right. Cool, Second cool. question Do you have a song on repeat lately? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because it was like, it's a big electronic song, but like it was from so long ago. Um, but it's like, uh, what, what was the name of it? It is the, I don't know how to say it. I think it's in another, it's like Romanian or something that Lea Mortojors. Um, but if you hear the song, you'll, <laughs> you'll know what it is. If I, I guarantee like if I, if you look it up, L A M O U R T O U J O U R S. When you hear the melody, be like, Oh, this song, I've heard this song. Lamor Tajors. Yeah, I can right. actually just Let's see. I can actually just drop it in the. I know people wouldn't see this, but I can drop it in this. The more to yours. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I just send it in like the chat for our meeting, but. Um, yeah, it's like from like the, the nine. I think it was the nineties. But then he made a remake of it, and that's that um, in my mind song. He, I think that was just like a more modern version of the song. In my mind with uh, like Elenium? No, no. Um, the, the, in my mind, uh, I don't remember. It's the same, the, the same, it's like the, a remake of the same song. That is also it, I'm, is, I'm sure if you hear it, you'll be like, oh, this song. Is it the you stay on my mind? Think about no, the now? it's uh, it's like in my mind, in my head. This is uh, oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, so he he made uh, they remade that into a modern, but the the little melody that plays in it, like, is the original melody of the song I said before. Interesting. And he's been around since the 90s? Uh, yeah. He, he This song was released uh, 2001. Oh, wow. So I guess not technically the 90s, but... Well, he could drink song. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like, listening to this song right now, I'm like, in the background, like, this does sound like Oh, I'm trying to like get my finger on it, but like it's like a Tiesto, like Tomorrow World main stage Creamfield like song. Yeah, like something you would like see in like uh like a very very old video, like of a, just a crowd, just like 
in like a club. Like a Burning Man recap. Yeah. Very, very old video. All right. Well, yeah. that was an interesting answer. No one said that one. I promise you that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a new song on repeat like every five days. <laughs> All right. Last rapid question is, is there a dream venue that you want to play? Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's tough to say because like my dream venue would have been would be Red Rocks and then the Gorge, and I've I've played both of them, but they weren't like a headlining show. So I would say both of those would be a dream venue to like headline, kind of like what Elenium does and what like Subtronics is doing a little bit at Red Rocks. Um, so. So those would be my top two, I would say. They're both, like, so beautiful. Something that I definitely think more headliners need to do is play, like, earlier sets at Red Rocks during the sunset because it's just, like, a whole other thing. It's great. Yeah, like, no, I can imagine. Like, I your played... set had, like, a little bit of it going on at Red Rocks last year, and it was great. Yeah, I as I played the sunset set at Ember Shores, and that was like, yeah, so, so awesome. That's what made my photo so cool. I was like, I didn't, I literally just like didn't have to do anything. I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't what? know that. Oh, did yeah, you take? Sorry, were you? Are you a photographer? Yeah, I shot a couple of guys at Ember Shores. But, oh, nice. Um, I want. I, I brought my camera on the beach for your set. And then after your set, I was like, this is too much to keep track of. Uh, yeah. I'm getting yeah. drunk. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was a fun time. Oh, sure. yeah, it was great. I've never really experienced anything like that, that festival. Just like so beautiful. Cancun. Yeah. It was really pretty. The weather was great. Um venue was super nice the stage and the lighting team really went off like sound yeah. was great it was it was like that part was super solid yeah it was yeah must be nice yeah yeah sure <laughs> we know stuck stuck here in cold vermont with negative <laughs> 10 degrees and you know no oh, big deal you're in vermont yeah I want to, I've never been to Vermont, but I, I want to go. It's, it's very, it has some very pretty, pretty stuff. Um, it's, yeah, it's really great during foliage, foliage season, like the fall, but you know, I don't have to promote Vermont. We're promoting you. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. like the Oregon um, of the Northeast. The Oregon of the Northeast. Uh, Isn't Vermont like have like the nicest people in the country? <laughs> Well, Who even decides that? Yeah, I don't know. I've just heard that. I've heard that in like Minnesota. They have lists for everything for states as well. Like I work in news and I get emails all the time, like um, like around like movies or around like holidays, like, oh, what um Vermonters like this type of chocolate around Christmas, and it's like um like a Hershey or something like that, or Reese's like for uh, halloween actually not christmas what am i thinking um huh. like like um and then like there's states that like um 
Toblerone and Butterfinger. I get that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, talking about islands, and this is going to be the parting question of the night. We love islands, but sometimes you can get lost on an island and sometimes you don't know where you are. You have no GPS. All you have is either your SoundCloud or your Spotify. But the Wi-Fi is so bad, you can only save three songs or three sets or three, you know, um, actually, yeah, just three songs or three sets, albums. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. LEPs, whatever. So if you were to pick three, you know, of those to listen on an island, what would they be? Um, not my, uh, not, this is like people I enjoy listening to, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything. Um, uh, it, I mean, I love uh, Awake from Millennium as, as an album to listen to. Uh, and then I would say Skrillex's um, debut EP. Or is it was it an EP? Yeah, his debut EP when he first kind of came out with like Scary Monsters and, and all those with you friends long drive. Yeah. And then um and then just like probably like Gorilla's um I don't know, Gorilla's like debut album is with, a good with Feel Good Inc. Is that it? No, that was like their second that was their second album, but that's the it's tough because they that album was also amazing. And then also their other third album was amazing. So yeah, I love the third one. I yeah, love I don't the know visuals with it. The plastic, videos. plastic beach. Yeah, yeah, plastic beach is really good. Yeah, they're all so good. So I, it would be like one of the those three. I'd say of the gorillas. Awesome. That's good. We haven't gotten any gorillas answers before. Oh, nice. Yeah, gorillas are dope. Uh, they're collaborating with flume i think wait yeah what? yeah there was like a rumor of that last year or something i'm waiting i'm waiting for that to come to fruition before yeah i, I really I, believe it i mean i saw i think it was like run the trap or something that posted like about flume and gorillas working on a collab and i remember like thinking i, I remember tweeting like imagine a collab with like gorillas and flume like how awesome that would sound and now it looks like it's like happening but hopefully it does hopefully it's not just a rumor well, who's gonna collab in the future if you um, know for, you're like the prophet uh i don't who's next i don't know um <laughs> besides gorillas and flume uh i don't know i, I guess uh Maybe Elenium and Seven Lines would be pretty dope. I mean that that the timeline is still there for them to do it. So I know. Well, they've done it with the Rush Over Me, but they should do another one. Oh yeah, that's true. I think like, they were uh, working on one a while ago when he had some like leaked Twitch uh, program oh, like, files uh, that there was like one that they were working on, but I don't know if it is the song with lights or if it's just if it we don't know what it is yet 
Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that happens. I mean, that's the thing with collabs. Sometimes you get so they're both like we're both so busy, so it, it's like it just never fully happens. So hopefully that doesn't happen with them. I think they need to do another collab. Well, I mean, if we're talking about Illinium collabs, we were supposed to be done, but I really want to know how you got from making the Take You Down remix to making Sideways with Illinium and, you know, really getting to, I feel like, show both sides of your guys' sound. Like, it's like similar sound, but, you know, different twangs on it. Um, yeah, I mean... Feel? I mean, it, it's it was cool. I mean, the Elenium, like I said, I've I've always loved his his music. Um, he's been a fan of my stuff as well, so that's kind of how we got the the remix. And then when I, I I remember just Twitter messaging him the remix, I was like, oh, it's not fully done yet, but he like loved ever he loved it. And then he kind of was like, oh, if you want to just like work on a track, we should work on a track. And then we kind of had it, uh, the idea of working on the track for a while but we were just waiting for like the right vocal um and then the sideways vocal came along and we were just like oh this is awesome and then we just kind of like the the creative process with both of our sounds is really quick very like it wasn't like a collab that had like creative blocks and stuff where which happens sometimes but um this one was just like really smooth we kind of both knew the direction we wanted to take it and um yeah it was a, uh, was really fun. It's still kind of crazy to, you know, like I every time I like talk to Elenium, like he, I'm still kind of like starstruck sometimes, even though like he's just a guy like me. No, yeah, he's like one of the most like just dudes that makes music. And yeah, plays exactly, in front exactly. Of thousands of he's like so just like finishes his set and he's like. Yo, that was wild. And you're like, dude, you've done this like 300 times this year. You're insane. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yeah, he's super dope. I'm I'm big Elenium guy. I know, he's such a nice he's such a nice dude too. Um, well, I'm glad we got that inside scoop on that. I've been wondering that for a long time because Take You Down is a very important song to me and uh, your oh, remix yeah, yeah. is like, you know, what people would expect an Elenium song like that to be sound like in a way. Um, yeah, although I'm glad he went with like the soft, like emotional, you know, route that he went with the original. Um, yours just, you know, really, you know, encapsulated that explosive part of the emotionality of the song. You know what I mean? Catch my drift. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I could ramble definitely... for a while about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely an intimidating track to remix because it was already so good, like from the from uh, the original. Looks um, like a ballad. I, yeah, yeah, just like it's a, it, it was such a it was released as a single. It means a lot to to Nick, so doing a take on it was like a little nerve wracking. Please, please like was, this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please yeah. like please this, like the Twitter yeah. message. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fun. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm super glad to see that things are really taking off for you. I can't wait for this rival EP to come in. I can't wait to catch you here in Denver in a few months. Um, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. really just happy as a longtime Nurko guy. Like I've been, you know, standing behind like you and Crystal Skies and 
uh, Last Heroes and Midas as kind of like the like original sidekicks, the melodic dubstep kings that like are now, you know, doing their own damn thing. And so yeah, yeah. I'm super no, happy I know. for I, you. Everybody you mentioned I, I, has their own kind of sound and I uh, appreciate it, like doing really cool stuff. For sure, man. Um, that's all I got. Uh, Sean, you got anything else? Um, just keep doing what you're doing because you're damn well doing it great. Oh, and maybe you. one day you'll come to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> one day you'll be so big you can make it to Vermont and Sean can see it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Come to higher ground. I'm just going to keep saying to every artist, come to Vermont. And then I'm going to move out of Vermont like next year. And I'm going to still say it. <laughs> it's like the new come to Brazil. <laughs> new come, <laughs> come to Vermont. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, it was a real pleasure. And can't wait to see what comes from Nerco this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was nice to meet you guys. You too. Um, well, this has just been a great episode of Electric Talk. Um, thank you guys for sticking with us if you're still here. If you left, I can't blame you. You know, I just like to ramble sometimes. Uh, but if you want to do me a favor, have a great night. Sleep well. If you're just waking up. Have a great day. And I'm signing off. This is Tony. And I'm signing off as well. This has been Sean and it's been a great podcast. Thank you again, Nerko. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening. Love you guys. Hey, Hawklings. If you're still with us, we have something really important to tell you. Us at Electric Talk and Dance Safe have partnered to help you stay safe through your musical adventures this festival season. Dance Safe has been promoting health, safety, and harm reduction within the electronic music community for over a decade. They have resources such as Regent testing kits, drug info cards, educational posters, apparel and merch, and fentanyl test strips. Electric Talk does not endorse drug use, but it's not uncommon within our community. So if you do go out and decide to use, we want to make sure that you're safe and equipped with the harm reduction tools that you need. And if you're looking for more information and where to find these resources, you can click the link in our description or go to dancesafe.org. That's dancesafe.org.